democracy is stupid and cringe. What's up, guys? It's Victor. This is the Deep Dive Podcast, and today, as you can probably tell, we're going to be dissecting democracy. We're going to be killing this stupid Democrat idea that the United States is somehow a democracy. We're obviously not. Our founding fathers felt very, very strongly about this. In fact, I'm going to start off here with a handful of quotes. I won't read all of them, but just a select few, uh, a select few quotes from our founding fathers that express how they felt about democracy. So starting with John Adams, he said, Remember, democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. There never was a democracy yet that did not commit suicide. James Madison, he said, Democracies have been found incompatible with personal security or the rights of property, and in general, have been as short in their lives as they have been violent in their death. Alexander Hamilton, he said, It has been observed by some that a pure democracy, if it were practicable, would be the most perfect form of government. Experience has proven that no position is more false than this. The ancient democracies in which the people themselves deliberated never possessed one good feature of government. Their very character was tyranny, their figure deformity. John Marshall says between a balanced republic and a democracy, the difference is that between order and chaos. And I think we'll stop there, although I could continue. Uh, almost all of our founding fathers, at some point in their lives, almost every single one of them crapped on democracy. And that may be confusing to some because you've heard so many times that the United States is a democracy. So where is the miscommunication? What's going on here? Why do so many Americans believe that we're something that our founding fathers so vehemently hated? I mean, those were some strong words. They didn't, they, they didn't bite their tongue on that. They hated democracy. They looked throughout human history and they saw the examples where democracy had been tried and they thought, whoa, that's horrible. Obviously, one of the most famous quotes about democracy, one of the easiest ways to summarize the problems with democracy is it's two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for dinner. The rule of a, of a tyrannical majority is absolutely counter to the individual's rights. See, a pure democracy, what our founding fathers were talking about, is a pure democracy, a system where all of the laws are decided based on a majority vote of the general populace. Just everyone. So imagine this, right? If we were going to pass a bill that increased the budget, or, or whatever it may be, right? We'll just use that as an example. If the United States, under a pure democracy, was to pass some piece of legislation increasing the national budget or whatever it might be, it would be voted on by literally every single human being in the entire country. It would be just a direct vote and from that direct vote, we would get our decision whether or not we passed it or not. That's how a direct democracy works. And what that inevitably devolves into is this situation where the minority, the rights of the minorities, are trampled, violently trampled, demolished by the wills and passions of the majority. Meaning, if 51% in a democracy, if 51% of the people in the country decided that they wanted to vote to take the houses, the property, the land of the 49% 
there would be nothing to stop them. In a pure democracy, in a true democracy, imagine you have a hundred people. Everybody has a house, a car, you know, their normal body, their, their normal human possessions, right? And 51 of them say, hey, we're going to take your stuff. The 49 can't do anything about it because there was a democratic vote. Rule of majority becomes a very big problem very, very quickly. The, the important difference between a democracy and a republic, specifically a constitutional republic, is that in a constitutional republic, we have, well, the Constitution. We have enumerated rights. We have a system of government that has established in our Constitution things that the government cannot do. So although we do have deliberative bodies, for example, you know, the two houses of Congress, the House and the Senate, Even though we have deliberative bodies, there are things that they cannot do. The Constitution exists to protect the rights of the individual. The other idea within a a Republican form of government is that preferably you have the smartest, you have the best and the brightest. Now, I know this sounds a little bit silly right now because our elected officials are all stupid, but in a Republican form of government, the idea is that the best and brightest rise to the top. Those would be the people who are voting and deliberating, making those decisions on behalf of their constituents. That way you can have a select handful of people, or a bigger body, like the House's 435 members. You can have the 435 members who are extraordinarily well-versed in the nuances of these policies. See, a handful of people who devote their lives to something can become experts on that subject. They can know it very well. Whereas the general public, we're living our lives. We have to go to work. We have to take the kids to soccer practice. We have to do all of these other things that are distracting us 24-7. So we don't get to focus 100% of our efforts on foreign policy or on a specific piece of legislation or on some sort of fiscal policy or things like that. So the idea with a republic is that you don't have the uninformed masses voting on everything. You have a select few of hand-picked, intelligent people who are who are experts in these subjects, the best of the best that we elect on our behalf. We basically appoint them in our place and say, hey, learn this inside and out. Know everything there is about it. Make an educated vote based on the Constitution, based on what's in the Constitution, and then you're going to report back to me. And me, you know, being all of us, the general electorate, we get to then decide if they've done a good job or if they've done a bad job. If there are people up there that we don't agree with, if they're doing a bad job, then obviously we vote them out of office. If it's the Senate, it's every one, once every six years we get that chance. If it's the House, it's once every two years. If it's the President... Obviously, it's once every four years. We have this ability under a Republican form of government to vote these people out. So that's the important, the, the most foundational difference between a democracy and a republic and why our founding fathers established a republic as opposed to just trying to rehash the failures of the past as opposed to trying to to drag out a dead body from yesterday and be like, aha, we're going to try this again because that fails. (laughs) Like every single time that fails miserably. And the reason that Democrats so often, this is my speculation here, but the reason that Democrats will so often try to appeal to this idea of democracy, they say, we're a democracy, we're a democracy. They teach children that we're a democracy. They, they talk all the time about how this is an attack on democracy, a threat to democracy. The reason that they do that is because in a true democracy, there is no constitution. In a true democracy, it's just rule of the majority. And what they understand is that they do have technically 
Democrats are the slight majority, about a 51% majority in the United States, people who identify as Democrat. That's obviously in no small part thanks to California and maybe New York and Illinois, a handful of these massive states with gigantic populations, they sway that pendulum. So about 51% of the country is Democrat. Well, think about what I said, 51% versus 49%. In a direct democracy without a constitution that protects the rights of the individual, without a constitution that protects the rights of the minority, then what you would see is Democrats, if they got their way and they can convince everyone that we actually are a democracy, then the, the 51% would rule. They would have the absolute, absolute authority in this country. There would be no, you know, negotiating back and forth with the minority. They already have the numbers they need. They have the 51%. They don't need to go and convince anybody. That doesn't matter to them. That's entirely irrelevant to them for their agenda. Now, let me pause real quick. And as somebody who has studied, you know, like political science, I have my degree in political science. There may be some people who don't use democracy uh, with ill intent. There may be some people who use the term democracy because in the field of political science, specifically in the world of political science, there is such a thing as a democratic system of government, not a democratic form, but a democratic system of government being any, any country that, uh, that votes in any capacity is ruled democratic in some way, shape, or form. If, if the people get to cast a vote basically of any kind, then you can make the argument that that is a democratic system. They can, you can say, well, you know, they, they are voting, kind of, and in that sense, yes, technically, technically the United States could be considered democratic, sort of, but only because we vote. So sometimes they'll try and get sneaky and they'll say, well, we're a democratic republic. No, we are a republic. Specifically, we are a constitutional republic. There's a very important difference and they want to blur those lines because the more they can blur those lines, the more they can try and entrap the people of this country and convince them that majority rules. Shoot, I remember being a kid and at elementary school, you know, recess or something, when when there were kids trying to decide what game we wanted to play, the teacher might come up and say, well, we live in the United States. We're a democracy. So, rule of the majority. What, what do you guys want to play? That's not how this works. That is not true. We don't live in that system of government. Thank God we don't live in that system of government because if we did, everything would have been lost already. We would be totally screwed. We'd be, we'd be up a crap creek with no paddle. You know what I'm trying to say? So, thankfully, we do not live in that system. But even, even our president, even Joe Biden himself recently said, that the Constitution is not absolute. He, he said that no rights, as a matter of fact, are absolute. Well, that's incredibly different than what our founding fathers said. Our founding fathers said that we had certain inalienable rights. Inalienable meaning they can't be given away, they can't be taken. They are absolute. Your inalienable rights are absolute. Joe Biden says that they're not. He says the Constitution is not absolute. Bull crap. Bull crap! the Constitution's not absolute. That's the talk of someone who wants a democracy. There's no, there's no surprise to me when you break down the two party names. You've got the Democrats, 
which is a derivative of democracy, people who want democracy, and then you have the Republicans, a derivative of republic. Democrats want there to be this mob rule. Republicans want to adhere to the form of government that was established at the beginning of our country. They want to acknowledge the intelligent observations of our founding fathers that for years told us, don't do this democracy thing. We do not want to do this stupid democracy thing. We want a system of government that will actually protect and defend individual rights. And so when they, when they do all this stuff and they say that our democracy, this is a threat to democracy, this is an attack on our democracy, good, because we don't have a democracy. I want to be a threat to democracy. Democracy is stupid. Democracy is a terrible, dangerous, awful system of government that I want nothing to do with. So you're darn right that things are an attack on, an attack on democracy. Yeah, that's the whole idea. Because I don't want a democracy. All right, so somehow, I don't, I don't know how, but these podcasts have continually gotten progressively shorter, progressively quicker, but that's all I have to say on the subject of democracy. I think it was a fantastic, fantastic question. It was actually a, a question submitted to me by one of the uh, supporters over on Locals. Folks, if you have not become a supporter over on Locals, be sure that you do so. Be sure that you uh, join the community over there because, like I said, sometimes you might just ask a question and I might make an entire podcast about it. If you'd like to do that, be sure you become a supporter if you're already a supporter. Obviously, leave a comment and uh, let me know what videos or, or uh, podcasts or anything like that you would like me to do in the future. I'll do my best to accommodate those recommendations because I'm not going to lie, after 20-some-odd episodes of the Deep Dive podcast, a fella's running out, of, <laughs> he's running out of stuff to do deep dives on. There's only so many subjects that you can talk about nonstop for 25 to 30 minutes. It's, it's more difficult than I would have anticipated. So anyways... Hopefully you guys liked this one. Hopefully it was somewhat educational. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor. Be sure to share this podcast. Post it on maybe social media. Send it to a friend, a family member, something like that. Obviously become a supporter on Locals. Search up thegoons.locals.com. Once again, that's thegoons.locals.com. But until next time, keep me in your prayers. Keep your country in your prayers. God bless.